You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast. The essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Learn about the newest updates and plugins, as well as exclusive interviews with WordPress experts that are sure to help you enhance your skill set. Now, please welcome the hosts of the WordPress Community Podcast, Yost Ivok and Frederick Towns. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome uh, to uh, another WordPress podcast and welcome to 2011. Um, thank you all for listening in again. Um, Happy New Year, Frederick. I think I haven't even said that to you yet in person. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> and uh, we've got an awesome guest with us tonight. Um, her name is Christina Warren. Uh, I cannot remember her not being online, but... The thing is, we're we're of the same age, so that could very much, very well be true. Um, hi, Christina. Can you, can you tell us a bit about who you are? Sure. Um, well, first of all, happy New Year to you both, and and to everyone listening nice. in. Um, I'm a writer, podcaster, uh, Twitterer person on the internet. I'm, I'm a blogger for Mashable.com, and I also co-host Briefly Awesome for Five by Five TV, and um, I. Uh, like to like to talk about tech and the web and entertainment and all kinds of stuff. So that's me. Yeah. So you're one of those people who make their money blogging, right? Yes. So you're basically stuck to WordPress all day. <laughs> um, yeah, sort of, sort of. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that a bit more later on. Um, you seem to be very busy at the moment. You, you sounded a bit stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have so much going on this week. Um, I leave for Las Vegas tomorrow afternoon, and then um, I will be at the Consumer Electronics Show um, until Sunday. And Mashable, where I work, we are holding our fourth annual Mashable Awards in Vegas at CES on Thursday night. And that's very exciting, but that also means that in addition to covering CES, uh, there's also the Mashable Awards. So, yes, lots of stuff going on right now. It's, it's a fun time, but it's very, very busy. <laughs> It sounds a bit like a planning disaster. <laughs> but then again, I'm talking to two Mashable employees that probably shouldn't say stuff like that. <laughs> so you're not going to be there, Frederick, are you? No, I can't make it. Fred will be um, keeping the site up. Uh, yeah, we hope so. Un <laughs> unless some commenting system breaks it all down. <laughs> Yeah, let's Sorry. not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fred. Um, so uh, we've got a, a very tiny bit of news in that WordPress 3.1 release candidate 2 is out. Um, I've been playing with it on uh, a couple of my blogs, and I'm actually running it on Yoast.com without any issue. Um, have you been playing with it, Christina? I have. Um, it's not running on my on my main site, but I've got it on a, a couple of of local hosts, and um, it seems pretty solid. You know, I, I've got like a mirror, I guess, of, of my own site um, running against it, and I haven't had any issues either. So, good. Have you been playing with it at all, Frederick? I always keep a number of installations running uh, the nightlies, and. Yeah. Uh, I really have been keen on the post formats, mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't been able to. I was actually I wasn't disappointed, but I was. I'm I'm uh, optimistic that there'll be more options surrounding that in the future because it's it's really valuable. I mean, it kind of it makes it really easy to to roll a Tumblr if you wanted to do that, you know, for a personal blog or for a service or something. So it's a lot of potential in that. Absolutely. I agree completely. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the, the, the best feature. I, I kind of feel like when, when custom posts um, came out last uh, last release, that this was kind of the, the thing that I guess kind of, if it had been released at the same time, a lot of people would have understood um, the whole thing a little bit more, the paradigm a little bit more. And I think the, coast, the custom post formats has a lot of real potential. So um, can either of you explain briefly for our, our listeners who haven't played with it yet what it is? Christina, sure. that people don't people hear me all the time. So. Sure. Um, so basically, you know, like on Tumblr, when when you one of the great things about Tumblr and, and Postgres and some of these other microblogging services is that you can choose to designate what type of post you're doing. So if it's a photo or a video or a link or a comment, um, a quote rather, or or something like that, it makes it very easy for each of those types of posts to have certain formatting and and certain styling, um, and then you can separate those different types. Um, to, to make it easy to, to, to view. So what this custom post formats feature does is basically if your theme supports it or if you add the support into your theme, it will let you do the same thing so that you can designate, okay, this is a, a photo and in my theme I have it said that all you know photos should have a little icon next to this or it should have a, a maximum width of, of this or something like that. So it really gives you the opportunity to automatically kind of adjust your content based on its context. Yeah, it's it's to be honest, I'm not really looking forward to it much for my own side because I'm probably not going to use it much. But I can I can imagine so many places where it would be very very useful. 
and especially on a site like Mashable, it's probably one of the features you've been that will replace a lot of your custom code, Frederick, won't it? Well, that's the point, right? So I would love I love when uh, things become native and it becomes a few, you know, method calls as opposed to well, lots and lots of lines of code and things to debug and support. So yeah, it is a, a good new thing. Um, we, uh, Christina and I were talking before, or before we could actually get to Brasco, about uh, the admin bar, which is another uh, new addition to WordPress. I wanted to say nice new addition, but not everyone might agree. Um, um, have you played with that, Frederick? And what do you think of it? I haven't played with it too much, so don't really have an opinion. Uh, I, I know that Christina doesn't really like it. I'm not really a fan. It's not so much that I'm opposed to the admin bar, which is basically the, the same thing that shows up um, on WordPress.com when you're logged into WordPress.com and you see that little gray bar on top of every WordPress.com hosted blog. Um, I, I, more of a my issue is more that it's not an option unless you use a plugin to be able to disable it or turn it off. <laughs> because while I can see how it can be really useful to have instant access to your backend to edit things, it's also sort of not great if you are the type of person who needs to take screenshots of how a website looks or if you just don't always want to have that that staring at you in the face. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it could be easier. It, and I think it could, you know, offer some some better usability for some people. But um, I don't know. I, I'm, I would be much more inclined to like it if, it if it were an option rather than a default that you have to install a plugin to turn off. Yeah, it, it always annoys me when they add features like that that have the uh, ten tendency to break themes like it does on my site um, without giving you the option of disabling it. Um, uh, that being said, on the other hand, I, I do really like uh, the options that that it gives you and because it comes with a full API other than post formats. Um, so you can easily add your own buttons to it, etc. That's pretty cool. I think that if, if you... The I think that that offers up some interesting possibilities, and there's a, I could get behind that, um, just as, as it is in its current iteration. I guess without anything else, I kind of look at it and go, okay, this this is okay, and I might enable this later. But do you really have to alter how stuff works and make sure that I have to check my CSS and and whatnot so this won't break um, just before I can, you know, use my blog the way I'm used to using my blog? Right. Yeah. I'm on the stage with Christina there because you know the reason why I don't play with it is. Is largely because it's just like, well, I, I don't, I don't need that. Like, I can see the value, and you know, Yoast. I remember when you first uh, told me to take advantage of it and everything else. But uh, I just see lots of opportunity for it to be kind of spammed, and I'm just not keen on being seen as one of those people either. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, if, it's, if people aren't careful, then when when you download a plugin, you know, can add a button to your menu bar that then you know, links to the plugin author's site or other stuff. That's actually a pretty interesting point. Well, my uh, SEO plugin uh, adds like three submenus to it and um, about 15 links. So, yeah, guilty as charged. Uh. Those are conscientious, but there's sadly, just as there are, you know, anywhere else, you know, in, in life, let's say, uh, <laughs> people who add things of questionable value. So, you know. But, uh, you know, it comes with the territory. It's not the end of the world. No, true. And it, it only 
exposes those weird people faster to um, to users. <laughs> I, I I mean I could I would basically deinstall a plugin that that gives me something unuseful in my admin bar immediately. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. But then again, I don't use too many plugins anyway that I haven't coded myself or <laughs> Frederick has coded. Um. So, uh, Christina, you you blog a lot, and yes. um, uh, can can you put any numbers to how much you blog? Well, um, I guess it's less than it used to be. Um, I've been with Mashable full time for a little over a year, and for them, I, I post between four and five posts a day. But until October of uh, this of uh, 2010, rather, so of last year, I was also working um, with with AMC Entertainment, the movie theater chain, and I was writing about you know between four and six posts for them a day. Um, they were much shorter in length, but still. So I I average, I guess, if I had to put a number on, I write. Um, I guess about a million and a half words a year is I think what my 2010 Jesus. estimate was. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah which is like five get, books. Do you get paid by the word? No, sadly. I <laughs> wish. I wish. No, but so so I write a lot. A whole lot. Um, how does a workflow look like for a person like you? Um, I use TextMate, which is a, a Mac text editor, and that is basically my my saving grace. That's what keeps me sane. That's what keeps me able to write as much as I write. And the reason that, that I use TextMate is because of its fantastic bundle system. Um, when I worked at, at Weblogs, Inc., my, my colleague, Brett Terpstra, who um, has released a number of WordPress plugins, actually, he's a genius. He wrote this, this uh, TextMate bundle for us to use at, at the unofficial Apple Weblog to make it easier for us to do linking and, and other stuff without having to go to the web browser and, and whatnot. And I so depended on that bundle that when I came to Mashable, I paid him to make a Mashable version of the bundle for me. <laughs> <laughs> and in the but but it but it really helps me because for instance I can select text and then by pressing a couple of keys on my keyboard um, go to an option to link to a Mashable post where I can then enter in a string um, or use the text that's already selected in that string to search against every post on Mashable.com to instantly link to past posts um, I can select something and automatically make it a tag or automatically make it a category link. Um, and I, I write in Markdown, which for me is much faster to write in. And there's a command when I'm done with the post where it'll convert it all to HTML, add the correct, you know, um, href, like the, the, you know, links to non-matchable posts to link to an external, you know, browser window. All that stuff is taken care of. So all I have to do is, is put in my image, deal with, you know, putting in categories and tags and any of the SEO stuff. Um, and I don't have to worry about anything else. So... For me, it's it's a lifesaver because as much as I write and, and because all my writing is on the web, um, being able to do things, for instance, like I can link to directly to a, an app in the, in the um, iOS app store. It'll query everything that's in the app store and I can hot link directly to that. Or I can do a, a Bing search or I can search something you know, against Yahoo and, and other stuff um, and insert those links automatically without having to go to a web browser and find out, okay, where is this you know, item? It's quite nice. 
It it sounds like quite the power tool, yeah. But it's it, he, he built this for you, so it's not available publicly. I guess. Um, actually, a, a, a version that it doesn't have, I guess, the Mashable specific stuff, but a version that will let you do many of those things, like the iOS linking and um, some of the other tools, having the built-in thesaurus and some of the other word count tools, is available. And and Brett has it on his website. Um, it's uh, brettterpster.com, and on his GitHub, he's got it. It's called the Blogsmith Blogging Bundle for um, TextMate, and it's available. Merlin Mann uses it and swears by it, and even though that particular version is, is more geared towards people who write for the unofficial Apple weblog, other people can use it too, and you can take the source and modify it. Um, I, I think it's written in Ruby if you need to add some of your own little snippets and whatnot, and it works quite well with WordPress. So, Cool. Very cool. Uh, we'll have to find a link to that and, uh, and, and put it in show notes. Um, so basically, all your blogging is just TextMate, and and then mm-hmm. and then you publish from there straight to WordPress, or yeah, I, I copy basically on my clipboard. I'll I'll take you know all the HTML and put it uh, directly into the WordPress editor, and then add in my images or, or whatever I need to do, and publish from there. I could actually publish directly from TextMate. I could do that, but I would need to work some things out in terms of um, some of the the custom fields that we have set up. But if I really wanted to get crazy with it, I probably could completely avoid using WordPress whatsoever, except for as, you know, the, the ultimate publishing tool. Well, for if you have to add a lot of images each day, that could become a daily task as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember you recently bitching about having to embed some flash. That was funny. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which still is hard in in WordPress, you know, because you've got to make sure that you have the the external player and whatnot, and and you never know, you know, like it. Flash is still one of those things where I'm like, why can you not just offer up an embed code for everyone? A, a company sent me something as a um, SWF file, <laughs> and and didn't offer me any way to directly embed it. I had to, you know, scurry around and, and find the the code myself, but it worked. It ended up working. Okay, cool. Um, so, you going from one thing to completely something else, but which might might be fun to talk about quickly. The Mashable Awards. What what's yes. really happening there? What are you guys doing? Well, this is awesome for us. Um, this is the fourth annual Mashable Awards, and it used to be called the Open Web Awards. And basically, throughout the fall, um, we have people, you know, our, our readers um, nominate uh, different things for different categories, and we, you know, kind of then go through a process where the, the top five uh, nominees are, are chosen, and then people vote in each category. And we uh, things from you know best web app, best user interface interface, best mobile app, all kinds of categories. And we are announcing the winners in Las Vegas. We'll be live streaming it and we will be at uh, the New York, New York um, casino. Um, And uh, it's very exciting. We're really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great event. Um, Anybody who's going to be at CES, uh, if you don't already have your tickets, I think you can can still get them. And it's, it's very cool. It's a, it's a great way for us to kind of give back to the, um, the community, so to speak, kind of highlight, hey, this is the best of the web. This is what our readers think is is the best of what's what's going on out there. And it, it's especially cool, you know, at the beginning of the year, so you can kind of look ahead to the next crop of stuff that's coming up. Cool. So any particular uh, um, companies that you like in there that you're going to especially watch out for? Um, I mean, all the all the nominees, I think, are, are really, um, you know, in, in the various categories, obviously, you know, 
uh, in mobile, which is one of the areas I cover a lot, you know, there's there's great stuff like like Flipboard and and the iPhone and Android and and uh, things like that. So there there are lots of cool things on that end. But um, just coming into the new year, stuff that's not specifically for for the Mashable Awards, you know, some of the stuff a lot of the companies were really kind of looking at. Um, Cora is really blowing up right now. Um, the the answer service it's really really blowing up right now and um, Kickstarter which is a, a great way for people to kind of crowdfund and, and raise money is doing really really well so yeah Kickstarter is actually cool I, I uh, you probably saw the lunatic uh, yes TikTok uh, I have on, one you have yeah I know <laughs> I actually saw a picture of that yeah yeah for it. <laughs> <laughs> I. I I was uh, one of the subscribers, so I I paid for a, a nice red one, but I'll have to wait nice. for a bit, I guess. Yeah, I, I was a backer as well, and, and they, they sent me one early to review. But no, it's amazing, and they raised almost a million dollars, which is incredible. You know, um, yeah. In thirty so days, it, it's, it's amazing. It, it's it's so cool to 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 look at that page and see uh, needed fifteen thousand dollars raised nine hundred something, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is weird, but it's it's a cool idea. It's it's a great idea to uh, to well to literally kickstart your your company, of course. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and a lot of I mean, in addition to to that, which obviously is, is the most successful project in its history, a lot of filmmakers are using it, and and some people even you know for for their web apps and and that sort of thing. Um, the potential I think is is really fantastic because it gives people who back a feeling of ownership, and and the fact that you're actually directly kind of supporting something, and it, it still keep gives the creators control over their ultimate vision, which you don't always get when you're accepting outside funding or or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we need to go for a quick commercial break and then come back and, and talk some more to Christina Warren of Mashable. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more WordPress community podcast after this. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. SEO is like a roulette wheel, hoping that you put in the right meta tags and keywords on your page so that your site lands on the top spot. Don't just take the gamble. Go with the sure thing. The premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm. We can place the right keywords and messages from a 30-second spot to a 30-minute monthly special. Plus, we give you the banner ads, links, and placement to bring you more traffic from not just search marketing pros listening to our SEO channel, but from all of our listeners and podcasters searching for you. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. 
the WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Yost Evok and Frederick Towns. So, so we're switching gears <laughs> from the previous uh, uh, line of uh, discussion prior to the break. We wanted to, or I always like to, drive the conf- uh, conversation into tips for the bloggers, the DIYs, the developers, all the audiences out there that revolve around WordPress. And uh, with Christina's background, and, and I don't flatter her to say, I mean, her breadth of knowledge is so vast. I wonder if, Christina, you might focus uh, on just maybe some practical tips revolving around WordPress, either from, you know, uh, after producing the content, you know, uh, with TextMate, for example, and just things that you've learned over the years with WordPress that, that you're keen on or you think might help people who are trying to get more out of WordPress. Sure. Well, I guess one of my first tips would be if you if you are willing to learn to use Textile or Markdown, I think that, um, and there are a number of plugins that will actually integrate directly with the WordPress um, WYSIWYG editor, um, you can really improve how quickly you can write things and how quickly you can link things by using Textile or Markdown. I, I for one, am a big fan of Markdown, but um, Textile is quite popular as well. Again, my friend Brett, he created a, a um, tiny MCE plugin for WordPress, something that he calls um, uh, Markdown Quick Tags, which makes it really easy for you to um, write in Markdown and also add um, contextual tags uh, to, to your post based on um, the words that are, that are in, your, in your post. Um, so I think that that's one thing you can look at doing. I also think, uh, you know, reducing the number of plugins that you're, you're basically kind of using on your site. That's one thing that I found is that, especially if a lot of the plugins are, are impacting how your content is presented, that can not necessarily always be the best thing because if that plugin stops being supported or if you change something with your theme, that can maybe not not work out as well. So reducing the number of plugins that you have um, and, and getting down to either using multiple plug you know a pl- one plugin that does multiple functions or finding a way in the core of WordPress um, to, to be able to integrate different things uh, syntax highlighting I think is one of those and and also you know footnotes um, I would like to see those things better integrated into WordPress directly but um, those are just some of the things that you know you might want to you might have to use a plugin for but be aware of it um, so if you're changing things around you can make sure how they look um, and I guess, you know, get to know how your theme works. I think that's probably one of the things that a lot of people who deal with WordPress um, are often dealing with on the back end more than plugins and, and other things. Understand the structure of how a theme works so that if you do want to, you know, make some changes to how something is displayed or if you do want to kind of play around a little bit with, with your main pages and whatnot, you can know where to go and what to edit. Um, so I guess that's, that's what I would say. Well, that's cool, but uh, you got me thinking now. I mean, in addition to, well, with respect to uninstalling plugins, I mean, mm-hmm. that might be superfluous. What criteria do you have in mind for people to use to make, so to make the decision? I guess it would be kind of, okay, how often am I, am I using this plugin and is it impacting any content that's happening you know, directly on my page? Because sometimes it, it's not. You know, sometimes there are things that will be like a widget or something else that you might not even necessarily need to use. You know, Twitter plugins are, are a pretty common thing, and, um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you can oftentimes just by using, you know, a, a text widget, um, insert in, you know, Twitter's own code and display um, the JavaScript that way. Um, 
and I think also, you know, they're, they're speaking of JavaScript, a lot of times, this would be one huge thing I would say. Okay, I'm, I'm backing up completely now. Make sure that the theme that you're using is not using like a really old version of jQuery or that you're loading four copies of jQuery every time people <laughs> go to visit your page. Because, oh, because you know, you know what I mean? Because that happens all the time, you know, and people don't, don't even know. realize it. People don't even realize it because their theme comes with a version of jQuery and it's probably like really, really ancient. And so that's loading. Then WordPress loads its own version and then a plugin might load a version and, and this and that. And that gets insane. So like be aware of, of that sort of stuff that's happening. Use Firebug, use you know, um, Web Inspector and, and WebKit or, or whatever and figure out what's happening. And you can just make calls directly to the jQuery version that's built into WordPress. Or if you do need to link to an older version, you can link to Google's version. But you, there's no reason that you need to load like four JavaScript libraries every time you load your page. Yo, so yeah. I can smell a post coming out from you about how to unregister. And then if for those who, for those developers out there, you can actually use Google's hosted version, mm -hmm. and if you just use, uh, instead of specifying 1.4, whatever is the current minor release, you can actually just do forward slash one in the path, and you'll always have the latest build included in your site, by the way. But that's awesome that you point that out, Christina, because Yost and I see that religiously. Yeah, it's, it's, I was doing a site review today uh, for a guy that was loading uh, jQuery free times prototype and uh, um, MooTools on his front page. That's like 500 kilobytes of JavaScript. That's like yeah, and you, you, yeah, and you don't need it. I would say pick one JavaScript library and go with it. If you can only pick one, pick jQuery. It's, it's you know, I mean. I, to be honest, I, I don't think there's another option. All the big, all the plugins you'll ever want to use should be using jQuery. Yep. Um, WordPress is standardized on jQuery, mm -hmm. so you should too. And uh, using anything else is just nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still have something I think that, that's using MooTools, and I desperately need to redesign my website anyway. But when I do, I mean, that's the first thing that's going to, to go. Yeah, not, not that there's anything wrong with No, there's with not. Other, it's just that WordPress has standardized on something, use that, and mm -hmm. be smart about it. I mean, and you're not going to write plugins in Ruby either. Right, exactly. And, and I mean, the jQuery community has really come such a long way and is doing so much good stuff. There's nothing wrong with the name of the other libraries, but WordPress is standardized on it, use it. And, you know, especially with the jQuery mobile stuff, that'll be one less step when it comes to if you want to make a mobile optimized version of your site or anything like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Christina, what do you think about mobile and, uh, and, and people who are doing personal or small business blogging? What kind of tools, what kind of things should they consider? Um, so, as far as tools for, for them to use or for people who are visiting their sites from a mobile device? You can go either direction with that. Okay. Well, first, if, if you're wanting to make a site that's mobile-friendly, um, the first thing, obviously, you want to keep in mind, and most people who are using WordPress are not in this situation, but drop the Flash menus. It's, it's 2011. There's no reason that anybody needs to have Flash navigation menus, and that includes Nike. Um, and I, I love Nike.com, but, you know... Drop the flash menus. Um, but I think also, uh, you know, having a mobile optimized site, if you can, if you're a small business especially, can be really good, especially if you offer some sort of service because that'll make it that much easier for people to be able to call you or, you know, uh, put in an inquiry or that sort of thing. Um, when it comes to blogging mobily, you know, I have to say, I think that on some of the platforms on Android and, and Android in, uh, in particular, WordPress has a pretty good built-in app. 
I, I don't really like the WordPress app for iPhone. I really don't like it for iPad. I know it's difficult um, to, to kind of get things um, done the right way. I think that they should take a serious look at what Squarespace has done and, and copy every single thing they can possibly copy from the Squarespace <laughs> app because that's a really good way of doing it. But I think that um, WooThemes, uh, they created this uh, app called Express, which works with their Tumblelog themes. Um, and if you have um, a theme that is compatible, actually themes can be, support can be added for, for external themes to use the Express app, I think is actually a really, really good way to blog. Um, and I really like the whole interface and, and the feature set that they put into the, the app Express. I wonder if uh, the automatic guys will be adopting uh, that uh, product the same way they adopted some of the, the past uh, uh, WooThemes work. It uh, wouldn't for- hurt, you know? It wouldn't hurt at all because... Well, Matt, uh, in a recent show when we had Matt, Matt Mullowike on, he's, he said that he wasn't happy with the current apps <clears throat> and that they were working hard on uh, new versions. So I'm curious That's what good. they'll come up with. But yeah, I agree. Having used them a bit more, it, they're not really good. And that's surprising, considering what kind of value and, and what is exposed with uh, with WordPress from a development standpoint. And considering who did it, I mean, I actually there's nothing that I would keep the same in the apps except for the fact that you know there it, it is possible to actually have registered, if you will, in the app several blogs that you might be touching. But other than mm-hmm. that, change everything wholesale. Yeah. Well, what, what is surprising is that, I mean, these are open APIs. Why hasn't somebody built a paid app for this that just works? I don't know. And it, it's, it's weird. A few people have tried. Uh, I know that they, you know, there was blog press and there, there have been a few others. A few people have tried, but it's, it's difficult. I, I, um, I hear rumors that uh, Daniel Jaku from uh, Red Sweater is working on something. Uh, he created Mars Edit for the Mac, which yeah. is M- Mars Edit awesome. rocks. So that would be uh, would possibly be pretty cool. Yeah, I think the primary reason why we haven't seen anything bubble up uh, from from uh, from the community in general is largely because of the reach issues. Mm-hmm. I think it were just easier to get the exposure, get the get the app, you know, into uh, into Apple's hands and everything else. There might be more innovation there. I feel like, you know, going off topic a little bit, there's going to be some changes to how that model works or perhaps there'll be some kind of uh, alliance or something that, that that has footholds into the Apple Store or the App Store mm-hmm. to me and makes it easier for innovation to occur there without, you know, interfering with Apple's uh, ideals. That would be interesting. What, what would happen, like, if there was an HTML5 optimized, you know, web Interface that the WordPress could create either as a plugin or built into core. What, what, how, how do how do we think that would work? I mean, that could potentially solve a lot of the problems. You could have one base, you know, code base for all your different platforms, um, and still take a lot of advantage of a lot of the other features. I, I mean, I guess the limiting factor there might be the server that people are, are using. Um, but I mean, that could be that could be a cool option, don't you think? Totally, that's it would be. Yeah. In the, in the uh, at WordCamp uh, Netherlands with uh, I think it was Andrew Nason when he was on stage you know uh, or, or maybe it was John O'Nolan one of them uh, I basically indicated that you know or, or asked instead where is that in the roadmap because of all the leverage and free goodies if you will that you get out of HTML5 and uh, mm-hmm. I totally agree not only could 
um, the interoperability be just head and shoulders of, of, of any other CMS, let's call them. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the mobile implications are just amazing for the most part because, like, for example, let's look at details, and I'll try not to get too ridiculous on this, but just the browser caching and control you get as a developer in HTML5 is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the performance that you actually get out of it in terms of being able to uh, to leverage open standards even more easily, uh, the the uh, uh, the simplicity and elegance of the semantics and and you know like lots of subtleties like iPhone or, or iOS users already know that you can like do a tap and and uh, focus on different pieces of content based on how the the page is structured. And mm -hmm. I don't think that users would be terribly annoyed with an extra tap to focus and, and pinch and this and that uh, as a, you know, uh, in an application when they already know it's not native, uh, but it would feel remarkably native as a result. Um, little things like that, I think, are, are, are I think it's inevitable that, that they'd want to add that value, especially with the open web and open standards and all these other things. So I don't know. What do you think, Christina? No, I mean, I think that makes tons of sense. I would love to see that. I mean, one of the beautiful things about WordPress is, of course, that it's, by and large, and its whole ecosystem is like this, is based on the web. You know, it is a web app. Sure, there are some, you know, third-party, you know, clients and that sort of thing, but it's a web app. So, I don't know. To me, it seems like it would make perfect sense for the mobile app to be a mobile web app. Um, not only would you not have to worry about, you know, are, are all the APIs talking to one another and, and is this all working, you know, through whatever SDK you know, you're doing, you could have direct access to those features, um, but present it in a way that is usable on a mobile device and also take advantage of in the device level features and things like caching and, and the GPU and, and things like location and, and other stuff that you can do with the native apps now, but it would be one less layer to have to go through. I think it could be a killer feature if they could have, you know, a native mobile experience for their admin screen, for instance. I think that could be absolutely killer. Um, just for, for your stats pages even, you know, for, for some of the plugins. And that would be a great opportunity, too, for plugin developers to be able to say, hey, we can take our stuff to the next level by offering these really optimized, really, you know, mobile-focused um, views. Absolutely, yeah. I'd love to build those. But to be honest, I, I, I some of the plugin developers out there would have to learn a thing or two. Oh yeah, but wouldn't isn't that a good thing? I mean, but honestly, like, doesn't that push? Yeah, the oh, it is absolutely. Further? But yeah, absolutely. But uh, seeing how uh, how few uh, people in the WordPress community actually ad adapt all of the available APIs, um, it does make me wonder how how many years we'll need to get where we want to be. I, I'm I might be a bit too cynical there. No, I don't think so, Yost. I mean, you tend to be on, on the money, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, we've only got a couple of minutes left, uh, and I'd, I'd love to go through uh, the plug-in picks that I know Christina has, and I have one that I want to qu quickly plug as well. So, um, Christina, I know you've got, you've got two picks. Can you uh, um, point them out to people? Sure, sure. Um, and they both basically do the same thing. One is the Disable Admin Bar plugin that um, Oz uh, created. 
and it does exactly what it says it does. It disables the admin bar that now appears on the public side of, of WordPress blogs. So if you're running um, the 3.1 um, RC2 or, or any of the other betas, you can use that and admin bar be gone. The other one is called admin bar removal and completely disable is, is its full name. And I guess what it does is it actually disables all the backend code too because apparently there is some memory stuff that's loaded and, and some other code that's loaded with the um, admin bar, even if you remove it. So these are the two options um, that I would say if, if, you're, if you've tried the admin bar, you're not really a fan and, and you don't want to have to go through your you know, functions file and, and disable it yourself, you can use one of these two plugins to do it. Very cool. You, you think that's going to be the, the most requested feature for 3.1, right? Oh my gosh. I, I, we were joking about this earlier, but I'm completely serious. This needs to be a sticky in the WordPress.org forums. This should be mentioned in the announcement post. They should have a big, you know, blinking sign in the codex because I guarantee you that as soon as this comes out, as useful as the feature is, the fact that you can't disable it in any of the settings is going to mean that there are going to be like 15 million WordPress users Googling, how do I disable the admin bar? I know, I'm right I'm drafting it. a post as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll need to rank number one for that. Um, <laughs> I, I've got a, another quick plug in I, I would like to uh, to drop in. I, um, a couple of weeks back, I ha- had uh, a bad idea to get into a fight with Chris Pearson uh, in uh, a post on my blog. Um, and that post got a few too many comments. Um, Chris and I settled things quite easily, but... Um, all the other people out there are still playing uh, catch up on the post and, and all, everybody seems to have an opinion and wants to comment. Um, but a lot of people were doing that anonymously and that annoyed the heck out of me. So um, I'm now using a plugin called Comment Email Verify um, that forces people to verify their email ad- address when they're commenting. So you can't uh, comment anymore with anonymous at anonymous.com or anything else ridiculous like that. And um, to be honest, since running that, that has saved me a lot of crap. So I'm very, very happy with that. So what happens? Um, the user gets an email they have to approve before the post. Yeah, so basically, they're, they're, yeah, their comment goes into moderation. They get an email. Uh, they click on the link in the email to verify their comment. And at that point, their, uh, their comment is automatically uh, uh, you know, taken out of moderation and, uh, and published. Uh, so yeah, it works quite well. Um, the funny thing is, I was discussing this with uh, with Bo Labens on WordPress Dev Channel, and they're apparently looking at some way to uh, do um, verified gravitars for people. So if mm. we could combine the two, where we would only have to do that for people who do not have a gravitar, then we'd be really preventing spam in a cool way. That is interesting. So tight. Yeah, tie a kismet to Gravatar to something like mm-hmm. this, and uh, and you, you could have a, 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 a well a very very tight spam solution. But well, we'll we'll have to talk about that more. Uh, Bo was interested, so I'll, I'll definitely be following up. Um, we have to wrap, even though we've only had forty minutes. We were a bit late starting the show, so I want to thank you a lot for being here, Christina. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. We'd like to do it again. Uh, well, yeah, 
Uh, we, we'd love to have you back, so we'll, we'll, we'll schedule that very soon. Awesome. Um, and uh, for everyone else, um, I won't be here next week. And, and I don't know if Frederick is going to do a show, but my wife is uh, defending her PhD thesis next week, so I'm uh, probably drunk by the time uh, by this time next week. Um, and so the week after that, uh, it should be good. See you all then. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.